You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got a very special guest this week all the way from the other side of the world. Um, our accents couldn't get any more different. I think me and her, there might be some some language barriers here or some um, some words we, we, we get mixed up. But a little bit about this person. She's a former college marketing professor who's now turned into an online entrepreneur. She's a business and marketing expert. She's the host of the Course Creators MBA podcast. I recommend, I'm a huge fan of that podcast myself. I'll put the links down in the show notes. If you're listening to this, you're a podcast listener. So I recommend going and checking out this person's podcast. Uh, she's the creator of the One Click MBA membership, which I'm sure she'll tell us about in this podcast too. It's She's the CEO of destinycop.com. Let me introduce the one and only Dr. Destiny Cop. Destiny, how are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And yes, I'm on the other side of the world in Atlanta, Georgia. So there you go. <laughs> It'll be a funny one with it with these accents. Um, Destiny, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Do you have one for us? I actually do. And it's on my Instagram account. So when you were, we were t- chatting beforehand, I was like, I have, I have a perfect one for you. And it's a goal without a plan is just a wish. And one of the things that I'm a huge believer of is that all of us as entrepreneurs and business owners, we need to have a business plan in place. One that can be flexible, one that can, you know, you know, you can modify it every month if it's not working, but we need to have a plan and we need to have a goal that we're working for because if we're not, we're just, like I said, it's just a wish. Yes. I'm a huge fan of that one myself. It's like, because um, you, you you get it a lot with sales calls or just speaking to people, right? They're like, yep, yeah, my goal is this. And it's like, awesome. What are you doing for that goal? Um, um, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And then if you dig deeper, that person almost realizes it doesn't make sense. And a common one is um, I also work in the fitness industry. I help fitness trainers grow their fitness business. And a lot of the time they're like, yep, look, it's my part-time job fitness. You know, I've got a nine to five. My mm-hmm. part-time job is, is fitness, but I eventually want to make fitness my main thing. I'm like, great. What's the plan? They're like, uh, uh. and then the numbers don't make sense because you can only do so many sessions, you know, before and after. So if you have that plan, at least it's something to work towards. And as Destiny said, you can change it. I change mine all the time. I've got a plan. I've got a goal. I'll give it a crack, you know, three months in, you know what? It's actually not windy where I need to be. Let me change it around a bit or, or pivot or whatever it may be, but so important to have a plan. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, Destiny, I obviously follow you and have been following you for a while, but if someone isn't, let us know a little bit about you. What do you do? Who's your mob? Who do you help? How do you help them? Yeah, happy to uh, jump in here. So I, my company helps entrepreneurs scale their digital product revenue with automated sales funnels. And I know we're going to get into that today so that they can reduce the reliance on services or freelance work. So a lot of my audience, they're in, you know, in, in the service industry, whether they're doing freelance type work or they are um, a service provider or maybe they're like a coach, right, who's doing that one-on-one service and they realize that they only have so much time in a day, right, or they have 
uh, clients who can't afford their services. So they want to have an option for them so they can, you know, help them now. And maybe at some point in the future, you know, they might be able to hire them or, you know, might be able to work with them. So that's, that's exactly what I do. Love it. And that's the perfect listener for this program as well. Most people listening to this are probably a one-on-one service provider that are like, man, I just keep trading my, my dollars for time. You know, I wish I could make some some income passively. Um, or once again, there's all these people that want to help, but they can't afford the rate. So all right, let, let's dive into it, Destiny. What I, I know one of your specialties is about how to sell your programs on autopilot without the sleazy sales tactics. Now, there's people listening to this that would like any of those. They're like, hey, first, I just like to sell my program. If I can do it on autopilot even better. If I can do it without the, the sleazy sales tactics, it's a trifecta. So I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you, Destiny. Start where you want to start. Let's say there's someone listening to this. They're that exact um, person. Now, maybe they've created a course, but they don't know how to sell that course without just having a million one-on-one conversations. What can so- you tell us there? Yeah, so I am so passionate about this. So if I if, if I seem very energized, you'll you'll know why. And I absolutely love what I call. And there's different terms for them, right? You can call them evergreen sales funnels. You can call them sell them on automation or on autopilot. But basically, what that means is is somebody either comes to your website or they you know see your lead magnet, and then at some point in the future, you have a sales funnel set up. So that at the end of that, you offer them the opportunity to join your online course. And all of this happens without really you lifting a finger, right? So you set it up initially, but after that, it's it's pretty much set on autopilot. Now you might need, you're going to have to go in and, you know, keep an eye on your numbers and do some tweaks here and there, but you're not having to do a lot of work once it's set up. And that, in contrast, what um, a lot of online course creators or people who have online courses or memberships, you know, a lot of times what they get stuck doing are these live launches. And I've done them in the past. I actually do, I still do one a year in my business, but only one a year. Everything else is sold on autopilot. I do a virtual summit once a year and that's my live launch, if you would. And it's a ton of work and it's very stressful. And quite frankly, I'm working on it now, like two months before it even starts because it's, it's happening in September and, you know, it takes about two months to get it up and running. These live launches are stressful. They, they have the potential to bring in a lot of revenue, right? So you have that with them, but you can't constantly, constantly being, you can't constantly being out there doing live launches. So that's the reason why I live, you know, these automated evergreen type sales funnels. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of people listen to this. They're like, yes, that, that sounds like the dream. That's exactly what I want to do. Um, where do we start? What, let's say there's someone listening to this thing. Like I've got this course, uh, I get a bit of traffic, you know, but how do I, how do I set this up evergreen? Do we need, is it a lead magnet? Is it a webinar? Do we sell via just straight via the email? Is it, where do we start with this, with, with the evergreen process? So that's a great question. And there's a lot of different ways you can set up evergreen sales funnels. And I've, I've done it a lot of different ways. So I'm going to give you a couple of them that are, that are options for this, for the folks who are listening here. One would be to do like a recorded webinar. 
So when somebody comes to your web, your, your website, you have this free training that would be absolutely perfect and ideal for them, right? So they'd want to sign up for it. They would watch the recorded webinar. Again, it's a recorded webinar, so you're not doing it live. They would watch the recorded webinar. And then at the end, you would have, you know, something that says, if you liked what you, you know, what we just went through and you want to take it a step further, here's what I have to offer you. And it could be an online course or a membership. And, you know, you bring them to the sales page and they may or may not purchase right then. That's, you know, that's kind of, some people will, some people won't. But you also have an email sequence that's set up that you would continue to email them and maybe provide additional information and, you know, additional bonuses through that email sales funnel. And then at the end, you know, you have a cart close just like you would in a live launch. So maybe that evergreen sales funnel is set up so it runs for like two weeks or seven days or whatever. Um, But that's easy. It's very easy to set something like that up. Now, one of the evergreen or automated sales funnels that I have in my business right now, and it, it works really well for online course creators, which is why I want to bring it up. And what I call it is a five-day scale challenge mini course, but it's a mini course. And basically what I have done, I have pulled um, something out of my membership and put it in a separate mini course just to give people a taste of what's in my membership. So they go through this five-day you know, scale challenge mini course, and I'm sending them, you know, emails over the course of that five days. And of course, throughout that series. And also at the end, I give them the opportunity to join my membership. And what I love about many courses for, you know, online course creators or people who have memberships like I do, it just gives you a taste of what it's like to work with you um, because they're seeing you in that course. And they're also getting access to your online course system. So it makes it very easy for them to just go ahead and purchase the upsell that you have at the end of that, at the end of that sales funnel. Yes, love that. So there's two really good and, and different strategies, right? The first one is the recorded webinar. Somebody can land on your website. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's some free training. And I'm guessing they have to enter their email in first, right? They enter their email and then we, we email it to them or it's on the next page or whatever. Is that, that's what we do? That then? is exactly right. And so basically you would have a landing page for your webinar. So they sign up for your webinar. And then on the thank you page, you can have the recorded webinar or you, you can use like a webinar system like Demio or Evergreen webinar or something like that. A lot of people use those and those are fine. Or you could just have it on a landing page and, mm-hmm. you know, keep people. Uh, the reason why I love having it on the thank you page is because you can put the sales page at the bottom. So at the top, you can have your yeah. recorded webinar and underneath it, you can have your sales page and it makes it easy for retargeting. If you do any like retargeting ads or anything during that, um, you know, during that time period. Awesome. I love it. Okay, cool. That part makes sense. And then we also follow up emails. What's the strategy there, Destiny? Are we following up for, you know, for three days, for three weeks, for three months? What do you, the answer is obviously going to be, it depends, but what do you sort of recommend there? You're you're right. I mean, the answer is depend. It depends, but I like them to be shorter yeah. rather than longer. Yeah. Um, and some of it depends, right, on the price point that you have, right. If you have a higher price point, you're you're going to have to have a lot more convincing. But if it's a, a lower type price point, people can you know it's easier for them to shell out that money. Um, in general, mine are around like ten days. 
In gotcha. general, my evergreen sales funnels are around like 10 days. And is that an email a day for 10 days, an email a week for, for a couple of weeks? What's the sort? How's it spread out? Yeah, so it, it's not necessarily an email for every single day, but you're getting one like every other day. And maybe at the end, you're getting one every day. Yeah, gotcha. So you're, you are hitting them up quite in the it's easier to sell in the beginning when somebody just gets on your your yeah. not easier to sell i should say they're used to opening up your emails you're kind of training them to open up your emails so they and they're familiar with you so it's okay it's okay yeah. a lot of people will be like you know or ask me is it too early to pitch my product no it's not yeah. they got on your email list or they found you because they needed something um, they are trying to solve a pain point and, you know, they're looking for, you know, they're looking for a solution. So go ahead and pitch your product because they are primed to purchase it. That's the only way I'll buy. Like I'll opt into something. You've got to get me in the next two or three days, or then I'll just get bored and unsubscribe. So if someone's trying to buy me, your only option, hit me up every day for for you know, two or three days. I either buy or I unsubscribe. Um, but if you don't hit me up that frequently, I'm going to unsubscribe anyway. So your only chance to get me is, is you know, hitting me up straight away. So I love that you brought that up. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, you go. And I was just going to say something because I think you're making a very good point. And I just wanted to reiterate it a little bit. So here recently, I launched a book on Amazon. So I was on a mission. On Give a it mission, a plug. Give it a plug. What's the, what's the name? Give it a plug. Oh, it's um, launch your online course business in 90 days or less. Woo! So, yeah. Give me the link so to that. I'll put it in the, the notes as well. Oh, thank you. Um, so I was on a mission. I had never launched a book on Amazon. I never self-published before. And I was on a mission to find an online course that would help me do that. And I did exactly what you just described. Yeah. I went out, found a bunch of different people that I thought would be interested, you know, kind of started going through their sales funnels. And once I found somebody I, I liked, I, I unsubscribed from everybody else. So I was, but I got on it because I was ready to buy and I purchased within like two or three days. I did the exact same thing with an SEO course. You know, there was some mm-hmm. get my fridge. I think it was a mini course, get my, my three day mini course, you know? Oh yeah, I'll do this. You know, they sent me an email a day with it, with a different tip. And then on the fourth day, Hey, I've got this thing, but it's closing tomorrow. You know, do you want yeah. it? And they sent me a couple emails that day, a couple emails the next day, you know, and I'm like, ah, I better get it before it closes, you know, and then I'm subscribed to everyone. So I think that's a, a good point. Um, price point destiny. Is it, do we go a little bit cheaper because we don't have the consult or does that not matter? Or once again, the, the answer is always going to be, it depends, but have you got any indication of what sort of price point we sell out here? So what I have found is courses that are priced higher than 2000, you, you might need to get on the phone with that yeah. person, right? Yeah. If you have a group coaching program that is priced at 5000 that's probably going to require some type of consult or, yeah. you know, getting on the phone with that person to see if it's a good fit. Um, but, you know, it, you know, I've seen courses that have sold through Evergreen sales funnels that were $1,000, that were $1,500, that were even, even up closer to 2000 and they were able to sell them via Evergreen sales funnels. So, so, you know, I, you know, some people think, you know, I don't know if I can do this as a 2000 price program. I don't know if I can do it through an evergreen sales funnel like this. You absolutely can. Yeah. I, uh, and to put it in perspective, I bought that SEO one I was talking about was a thousand dollars. How much mm-hmm. was your, your self-publishing one that you bought? 
I think it was around a thousand dollars too. So, yeah. and I, I was ready to buy because yeah. I knew I was going to be launching this book on Amazon and I, I didn't really care about the price point as much yeah. as I wanted to make sure I had something that a plan that I could follow a specific step-by-step plan. Cause I'd never done it before. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I guess with my SEO one, the thing that helped as well, and I'll get, I'll ask your opinion on this is the person that I bought off was still active on social media. So even though it was an evergreen, um, you know, an, an evergreen funnel, right? I was like, well, who is this guy? Let me check him out on Instagram. Oh, he's on Instagram and he's posting regularly on Instagram. Let me check him out on YouTube. Oh, he's posting regularly on YouTube. Okay, he's not just some computer that I buy something and then I'm never going to hear from and he's going to scam people. He's actually a real person there. What's your opinion there, Destiny? Even though it is an evergreen funnel, do we still need to be busy on on social media and Instagram and those sort of things? Absolutely. And, and just to take it a step further, you, you need to be busy in general, right? Yeah. In terms of making sure that you're uh, keeping your website up to date, you're blogging, yeah. your content yeah. marketing strategy, because that's how people find you. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of content too, that you can use and post on social media. So you, you don't, you don't want potential clients or customers or students coming to your business, whether it's your website or your social media accounts and looking at them say, I'm not even sure if this person is still in business, that would be disastrous. Yeah. So we certainly yeah. don't want that to happen. And I don't, I'm not a believer and you have to be in all of the, mm. you know, social media accounts out there, you know, all the options. I'm not on TikTok. I think I'm too old <laughs> for it, but, um, you know, I do think you need to pick your, uh, you know, social media accounts where your ideal clients hang yeah. out and, you know, keep them up to date. Like I try to post on mine, you know, three, four times a week. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, 100%. And and what I do, because I do a lot of networking and checking people out and, and that sort of thing there, as long as they're active on one platform, I'm happy. I usually use the big three. I'm like, all right, first thing I'm going to do is check this person out on LinkedIn. Right, because if if they're a business person, that is, if they're a business person, chances are they're going to be on LinkedIn, and chances are they'll be open to networking on Facebook. You never know; some people will add you, some won't. You know, but LinkedIn, it's there to connect with business people. So I'll have a look. Are they on LinkedIn? Okay, great. They're on LinkedIn. I'll I'll connect there. Are they on Instagram? Okay, yep, cool. They're on Instagram. I'll connect there. Are they on Facebook? Okay, I'll connect there. If they're not on any of those three, I'm not doing business with you, right? Because it's just. I don't know who you are, you know, as you said, you had a business. So I think that part's important there. And yeah, busy in general, because, and actually we'll spend a minute here. We won't spend too long here, but the question may be, all right, great. You know, I've got this, um, this webinar, it's on my website, but no one's going to my website. Have you got any tips there, Destiny, in terms of the, the traffic side of things? It doesn't have to be crazy tips, just someone starting off, they've got a website, they've got a webinar on there. What are some things we can do to either drive traffic to the webinar or drive traffic just straight to that um, that webinar? 
the, the website or the webinar, yeah. Yeah. So a, cu- a couple of things. And one of the things that I have done in my business, it sounds like you have also, is I've placed a lot of focus on SEO strategies. Yeah. And, you know, from a blogging perspective, that's helped yeah. me a lot with that. And I've also used Pinterest quite a bit, which I yeah. think helped helped me from that perspective. And now the majority of the um, traffic that I'm getting is organic traffic from Google. So it's definitely paying off. Um, it's a long-term game. So it's yeah. not something I think people are going to turn on tomorrow and see, you know, success from it. You know, they just need to know it's going to take time to get there. Um, from a content marketing strategy too, I think podcasting is, mm-hmm. you know, fabulous and is definitely continuing to increase. There's a lot more people who are starting to listen to podcasts. So that's definitely helped me. Um, and then just PR. So let's just say that, um, you know, being on other podcasts, like what you and I are doing here, you could, you know, let people know I have this free training, you know, that could be your, your lead magnet, if you would. So I have this free training, go check it out. You know, most podcast hosts will allow you to do that. So that's a great way to drive, you know, free organic traffic to your website and to your lead magnet through your evergreen sales funnel. Yes, love that. I'll piggyback off that a bit. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of SEO myself. And I think everyone, yeah, I think you've got to make, I think everyone listening to this should pick sort of one long term strategy. I, I personally like Google and, and blogging, uh, mm-hmm. SEO. The other options that I think can also work quite well is YouTube. If you're good on video or you've got some really good how-to things, you know, YouTube can be there. Potentially podcasting as well, but podcasting is a little bit harder, I find. Because podcasting, it's sort of rent. like Google and, and YouTube. There's things you can do. You know, you can optimize the keywords, and you know, and and um, you know, do your regular stuff. Podcasting, half of it's luck. You know, it's like ah, people going to find this and search, it and you can't. It's harder to get the stats and and all that sort of stuff. You know, but either way, I think it's important um, to do one long term strategy and start today. Let's say you want to go down the the blogging road and optimize your website. It's going to be a year or two before you see any sort of yes. huge drive in traffic, but it's going to be a year or two anyway. So you may as well start now and just be like, hey, you know, I'm going to start now because in, t- in terms of blogging, there's a thing called, if, for, for the listeners that may not know, there's a thing called domain authority, right? And a big part of that is just how long your website's been around and how regular you post. So let's say, for example, you know that ah, one day I'm going to get my website and, and focus on that there, but I'll worry about that later. I'll worry about that in two years' time. In two years' time, you're starting from zero. But if you were to start from today, all right, let me get a let me get my domain now. Let me get my website live. It costs peanuts to you know buy your domain and hosting and whatever you know. Let me get that live, and let me just con- commit to one blog when I can, whether it's weekly, whether it's daily, whether it's monthly, whatever. Just commit commit to one. In a year or two's time, when you're ready to go a bit more hard out on that, you've just got so much more of an advantage there. So I think I really want to stress that point. Everyone listening, pick either Google or YouTube, all right, and start your channel or start your blog or whatever, and just commit to being regular, all right? It's, it's, you're not going to see any growth anytime soon, but you've got to start somewhere. The, the next two years is going to pass anyway. Why not get some of these things happening there? And then um, I'm also a fan of social media as well. I think that's a good short-term fix. 
where it's like, right, let me play that long-term game over there. In the meantime, cool, let me get on social media. Let me network with some people. Let me, you know, go in different groups and, and you know, um, ones that allow promotions, promote or, you know, what, whatever it may be there. So I love both of those two there. Um, all right. And then let's spend a minute and also talk about the mini course strategy. Is that the mini course that I did with SEO, they sent me an email with the, the content. Is that the best way to do it? Sign up for my mini course, five-day mini course or whatever, and I'll send you an email every day for the next five days with a tip? Or do we just give it to them all at once? What what can you tell us their destiny? So I'll, I'll just walk you through how I set it up in the mini course that I just created. So it, the course itself is a mini course, and it is in my online course platform, which is Kajabi. So I send them an email every single day for the five-day challenge. And what I do is I point them back in the email to the training. So I'll have a link that goes to that specific training for that day where they can go in and watch it. And I also have the action items in the email with some additional tips, right? So just to kind of pique their interest and get them, you know, keep, you know, keep driving them back to the online course. So what I like about that, like I said earlier, it kind of walks them through, you know, what it's like to work with you, right? How do you Mm -hmm. teach? Do they like your teaching style? Is keeping them engaged? And it's also getting them familiar with your online course platform. So it's easy for them to kind of maneuver and kind of figure out, oh, I like this. This is, you know, this works for me, if you would. So that's how I had that one set up. And I've done these several times. And quite frankly, they've always been my best lead magnets in my business. So I just, you know, I'm using what's working. Awesome. Now, question with that, because what gets me sometimes as well not the mini course I did with SEO, but I've done mini courses before and they'll have like the module one or whatever. And there's all this other sick stuff underneath, but it's hidden behind the wall. It's like you click that to learn more and it's like, oh, hey, yep. You just got to upgrade to the paid version to do that. Do you use that strategy at all? Or is this mini course a, a standalone? It's a standalone mini course, just like you would go purchase one. So they get access to anything in the course. Um, and, uh, and I don't lock the modules you know, during that, you know, five day challenge that I have, I just give them access to everything. Cause what I've learned is some people can go through it very quickly. They yeah. just want to binge it. Cause some That's people me. like that Netflix style. Yeah, so they'll yeah. just go binge it and kind of go through it and, you know, get the transformation that they were looking for. So I don't put blocks and, you know, kind of, kind of stuff up mm-hmm. so they can't go through it. I just give it all to them, but I still have the email sequence that goes out just to kind of keep pointing them back to it. Gotcha. Awesome. All right, cool. Now question in regards to like the sales side of things or the, or the content slash the sales, do we want to make the content leading to a sale or does it not matter too much? And it's like, Hey, put whatever content there. What can you tell us about that? So I'm a big, going back to kind of what we're talking about here, not being sleazy. I'm a Mm. big believer of leading with value. So, you know, that's what I always do in everything that I do, no matter, you know, whether it's a blog post, a podcast or whatever. So I lead with value, but I also, 
you know, give people the opportunity if they want to take this a step further. So let's just say, you know, on the day two lesson in the mini course, I give them the lesson, I give them the action items, you know, what they need to do. And at the end, I, I might start pitching. I can't remember exactly when I started it in the course, but I might, I'll start pitching, you know, my membership and what they can learn in the membership and why they might want to consider the membership. So I will have all of that in the email sequence and in the online course so they can just like click there to go ahead and upgrade and get their, um, you know, to get access to the membership. Gotcha. Yeah. Good idea. We don't just wait till the end of the five days and then start selling, right? Because no, absolutely not. Yeah. Because some people might be ready on day two or day one. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sign up for the free thing and I'm like, yeah, this free stuff's okay, but I'm sold. Just give me this person's Mm -hmm. full, full package. I want to learn every single thing they, they learn. They know I don't want to wait the freaking three days. So I think that's an important point there. So awesome. All right, cool. Well, hey, Destiny, I want to be sensitive of your time. So there's just a few questions I always like to finish up with. Okay. One of them is around um, course hosting, but I think you, you already gave it away there. You're a, a Kajabi fan? I love Kajabi, but I will say that I have worked with Think of It, Teachable, Podia. I'm sure I'm missing some with uh, with clients when I've you know done a one-on-one work with clients before, and they are all great platforms. So, you know, I'm just using Kajabi just because I've been using it for you know several years now, and it's working for me. Um, but you know, I, I and here's here's the thing: a lot of people get stuck on selecting yeah. the online course platform, right? They yeah. are like, oh, I don't know, should I go with it? Make a decision and move forward. I have seen people with hundreds of thousands of students in their online classrooms where they have migrated from one platform to another. It can Mm -hmm. be done if you're not Mm -hmm. happy with it, but don't let that keep you, don't let that decision keep you from moving forward in your business. Yeah. Good, good answer. I think the most important stuff is most important is pick something and do it. Yes. Uh, And just a bit of background, I've used heaps of them myself. I started with an ebook and then I moved to ClickFunnels and then I moved to self-hosting on WordPress. And then I moved to Teachable. I use New Zendler with another business that, I, that I've got. But even with that, even from, from turning from the ebook to ClickFunnels to WordPress to, um, to Teachable, like, eh, it was a pain in the ass, but it could be done. You know, and especially these days with, it's just a, a, a especially if you can get a VA or someone to migrate mm-hmm. it where it's like, hey, here's, you know, a week of work for you, download all these videos, upload them across. The, and I did it with like 30 courses. It wasn't one course, you know, like if you're starting off and you've got one course, nothing easier. <laughs> I, I do that. I, I, that's how I update my courses. It's pretty much that. Hey, it's time to update the course. Let me create some new content. Let me delete these old videos. Let me put them back up there. So I think that's a, a good point. Um, my final question, Destiny, is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of uh, online course creators out there. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you can answer this in a few different ways, if you can give us a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to and you've done their course or their program, uh, an unpaid mentor. So you haven't paid this person money, but you follow them on YouTube, you watch their YouTube videos, you connect with them on Instagram, whatever it may be, uh, and a book that you recommend every course creator should read if they want to be able to sell more courses. So paid, unpaid, book. 
Okay, you threw a lot at me, so I'll try to walk you through this. So in terms of kind of the person that I kind of follow to get started in online course creation was Amy Porterfield. Yes. So I found out about her out of, through a Facebook ad. So when I was still at my uh, corp, corp university position, I knew I wanted to go into online entrepreneurship and I knew I wanted to teach online because I'd been doing that since 2005 at the university level, teaching online, teaching online courses. So I was very familiar with it. But what I wasn't familiar with at that point in time, even though I was a college marketing professor, I wasn't familiar with online marketing and setting up my own business. So I did a lot of research in the beginning to figure all of that out because it's, you know, I worked in corporate marketing and I worked for, you know, Fortune Fortune 50 companies and had a huge team working for me. It's nothing like... I just want you to know, it's nothing like online entrepreneurship, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when it you have a you know, $50 million marketing budget yeah. and tons of people working for you, it is completely different. So I did a lot of work up front just to um, learn what I needed to do. And she was one of the pay, I would say paid mentors because you're I a, definitely a purchased a lot of courses from are you her. A, are you a DCA graduate? Uh, not, I was before that. I'm, oh, I'm way before DCA. Uh, she uh, launched that. I was already done with everything when she launched that program, but I know that she's doing very well with that. So paid mentor, non-paid mentor, I would have to say Sarah Blakely. So I saw, I don't know if you're familiar with her. I'm not actually. Yeah. She launched the Sphinx brand. The Spanx? Uh, Did you say the Spanx? Spanx. Yes, it's women's, it's women's clothing. Okay. Um, and she launched that. She is, um, I, I want to say she's probably a billionaire by now. I, I don't Ooh. have her exact net worth right now. But I saw her. Um, it, it was, she went to speak early 2000 at this university in Atlanta, you know, right when I was still working in the corporate marketing world, saw her, heard her entrepreneur journey, what she did to get started. I'm like, that is what I want to do one day. So, um, you know, come 21 years later, she's doing obviously fantastic, but you'll have to look her up if you're not familiar with her. And what was the next one? I lost it. Last one was book. Obviously, give your book another plug so we can purchase that and then give us another book that's not yours. So um, I would say, well, obviously, my book is don't launch your online course, launch your online course business in 90 days or less. So that's something that that was a bucket list of mine. I was like this year, I'm putting a stick in the ground. I'm launching a book. So I did. Uh, got through that. Um, in terms of the books that I recommend, I'll just mention something that I've read recently. And the one of the one of the reasons why I want to mention it is called The Automatic Customer. Um, and I don't have the author's name in front of me right now. But when I did a lot of research before I launched my membership, and I recently just launched my membership because I wanted to move into a recurring revenue business. I have a lot of other online courses. You can go to my website, you can see my other online courses. But the challenge I think I was having is I I wanted to have a recurring revenue business with a membership and have that community and get more involved, if you would, with my clients. So I did a lot of research on how to do that. I did a lot of, sur- I did over a hundred surveys with the people with either formal clients or people on my list or, you know, social media contacts. So I did a lot of research there. I read a lot of books and that's the one, one of the ones that came up that, um, that I read. The other one, I'll just go ahead and throw it out was hooked, um, really, uh, walked me through 
what I needed to do in the membership to retain students. Um, so that was another one I would recommend. Hooked or cooked, did you say? Hooked, it's H-O-O-K-E-D, hooked. Okay, well, yeah. I've got the- Highly recommended. I've got the automatic customer up here. It's John Warrillow. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't ship to Australia. That's okay. I'll get oh, the. Oh no! Yeah, but I might have to get <laughs> so the, the Kindle. That's all right. I might have to get the the Kindle version of that or the the Audible <laughs> one. Um, okay, so hooked. Let me have a look here. Da, 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 da. Okay, so there's quite a few hooked ones. Do you know the author, or does it have a tagline? Uh, it does have a tagline, and it's basically um, how like it goes. Like, I can see a fishing book here about hooked. You know, I can see. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Hooked, how, oh, there's a story. To, <laughs> there's Hooked, the secrets of a high-class call girl. Is that the one? Uh, no, that is not <laughs> it. <laughs> we are we are not going to, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, do, do you that have it here? not the business I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. trying to look it up right now, too. I'm so sorry I didn't. It's so good. Hooked, and what was it? Was it a marketing? It was a business book, yeah. Let me see if I typed in. Oh, here it is. Um, hooked how to build habit forming products okay. and it, it really goes into details about the membership or subscription type model gotcha nur al and ryan hoover is that the one yep that's it all right awesome well i've got the see. Does he shipped to australia yeah, there we go. All right. Added that one to my cart right there. Uh, awesome. All right, cool. Well, Destiny, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? Or is there anything you want to finish us off with? No, I mean, the only thing that I would say for all of the listeners, if you're interested in adding digital products like an online course or a membership to your portfolio, I, what I would recommend is just get started, mm. you know, put together, you know, whatever field you're in, put together your videos, put together your sales funnels and get it out in the world. I can guarantee you that, you know, come two years down the road or yeah. even one year down the road, you're going to be updating that course based on feedback from your students and your mm -hmm. customers and what you're hearing from clients. It's not going to stay static. So don't feel like you have to have the absolute perfect course to go to your customers and go out in the market. And the other thing I would say is, and here's what I generally recommend. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Jonah, what you generally teach, but a lot of people try to go out with these huge courses, you know, mm. these huge signature courses. And I made that mistake in the beginning. And I, I think that is just, um, it's, it's a very difficult way to get started. Yeah. I would suggest starting with a mini course, yeah. give your customers a quick win. You can always turn a mini course later. You can turn it into a tripwire. So you can use yeah. it different ways in your business, but start with a mini course, get experience in developing an online yeah. course and launching it. And that will, you know, that will just keep you moving forward in your business. Love it. I'll, I'll piggyback off both of those because they're such good points. So I think that um, one of my favorite quotes is done is better than perfect because perfect doesn't exist. If you want to wait until it's perfect, I don't know about you, Destiny, but I'm not perfect in anything in life and I'm 21 years old, you know? So if I've if it's spent me 21 years and I haven't got perfect at anything, I've got zero chance in creating a course in a couple months or a year that's going to be perfect. So done is better because it can act. And it's not like done is almost as good as perfect. Done is better than perfect. 
because it's out there and then you can improve on it. And 100%, believe it or not, I just wrote a blog this week about how to create your first online course. My mini course is how to create your first online course, which is saying create a mini course because it's there's there's, there's multiple different benefits. The, the simple, and it, it piggybacks off that as well. Or what I found anyway is it takes about a year for someone to create a signature course from idea to researching the platform, to doing the PowerPoints, to recording, to editing, to uploading. That's about a year. And if it's your first time, you're probably going to suck at it. So you've spent a year creating something that you're going to suck at. You probably have no audience as well. So now you need to scramble and try and find an audience. Then that might take you another year to build the audience. And then you realize this course isn't exactly what they wanted. Then you've got to spend another you know, few months creating that. It's just such a, a um, an in-depth process and it gets overwhelming and easy to give up. A mini course you can create in a weekend. Right. And you know, it's not yes. going to, you're creating a weekend. And especially if it's like a free mini course or a low ticket mini course, it's like, okay, great. Now I've got this asset here. I can use it to, to build my list. But more importantly, I've learned, you know, I've done the weekend. Yeah. Hey, if I'm going to do a course again, now I'm going to use a different microphone or I'm going to use a different Zoom background or I'm not going to put my video in there or this is better for the PowerPoint. So this video was too long, you know? And then if you get some feedback from your students, well, even from the mini one, now when you create your main course, just so far in front and even the identity, if you create a mini course and, and even if you don't, I guess, but if you create a mini course, you're now a course creator, right? Whether you sell it or not, you know, that might be a different story, <laughs> but just by creating it, you're still a, you're still a course creator and that identity shifts and then your next one is always going to be better. You know, it's, I almost put it out there. It's like if someone wants to, to play in a sporting team, the mini course is like your training, right? Let's say you want to go and play in a sporting team. The coach isn't going to put you as a starter on the very first week without you doing any training and knowing the team or anything like that. You go to a few training runs. Okay, now this person knows what they're doing. Now I'll put them in the team. That's how I look at course creation. All right, cool. Do a mini course or do a mini course, learn it. Also the promotion side of things. You know, if you can't um, get people to register for your free mini course, you got zero chance of them buying your course, you know, so it gives you some some yeah. practice there as well. But um, awesome. All right, well, thank you very much for your time, Destiny, and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed being here today. You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos.